Welcome to the PH Journals podcast, where we explore hunting, wildlife management, and conservation. As hunters and conservationists, we know that hunting can be a powerful tool for wildlife conservation, generating revenue and promoting healthy ecosystems. Join us as we explore the latest research, interviewing experts and practitioners, and sharing stories from the field. Whether you're a hunter or conservationist, or simply interested in learning more about this somewhat controversial topic. Hi, my name is Dylan Love. I'm a professional hunter out of the southern tip of the dark continent. Join us as I believe hunting is our best conservation tool we have to offer. Doug, I often I'm amazed with you having the opportunity or, or giving me the opportunity and taking some time out of your day. I mean, you're always such a busy man to join me on the podcast once again. Um, I think this whole podcast episode is just going to time perfectly. I'm so tired of hearing my own voice about the issues that we've succumbed to in the professional hunting world. And I just, I really just wanted to touch base with you on the after effects of COVID. You know, the then, back then when, before what kind of disrupted the industry for a very, very long time, to kind of where we are now. And I feel it's such an important question that we need to ask because I don't really have the expertise in as far as what's really going on behind the scenes with the taxidermy industry. So what better way to, to kick things off? How, how are you keeping? How's it going? Fit and fine and, and things are going well and always positive, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's one of, the, one of the things that after you've gone through a spell like 2020, there's a definite reset mm. and you start to become very grateful for what you do have, yeah. um, and you go back to the basics and, and appreciate the simpler things. Mm. Um, go back to why we got into it in the first place, you know. Um, so yeah, then then and now, what what happened then and where we are now? Um, it's worlds apart, and the journey between then and now has been something that we've all had to adapt to, and we've all learned a tremendous amount from. I just you you know often I find it so amazing just. Every single time I come here often, but every single time I walk through these doors, there's always just something completely new and interesting going on. And um, I often sit in awe. I mean, we've just literally walked past a good friend of ours, you know, Pat. His letter is being mounted in one of the most magnificent mounts I've ever seen a letter be mounted in. And we just, use that new mannequin. Yeah, that's, that's it. why. That's so, a new mannequin. So Travis sculpted this incredible very simple shoulder mount of a lettering. And he used projection method, we used the skeleton, as you saw, we're busy with the Nyala there as well. Um, and the ones that you've seen are the first ones that we've, first um, clients' trophies we've mounted on that mannequin. And it's already, it's, it's night and day from the old mannequins of the industry of then, yeah. you know. Um, but 2020 gave us time. Mm. So, we had the time to, to put our creative shoes back on. This is a creative space. You, you come in here, every time it must be different. The day that is not different, please tell me, because they've been doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the 2020 was the, the kickoff for us to embrace our creative sides again. And it was, in that respect, awesome. Yeah, I, can, I, I mean, I can only imagine, but Doug, you know, to, to touch on the, 
the ugly side of what 2020 caused, um, the aftermath. I mean, I've, I've for a couple of episodes now, I've run through what us as professional hunters are struggling from. I mean, just something very, very small, the interest rate spiking now mm. for the last couple of weeks, you know. The ugly side of taxidermy, what, what has been some of the struggles that you guys have come to to have to face? I mean, it's it's a tough one, but you know, you're a very honest man and... <laughs> Um, hands down, in my top three hardest days in my career since starting the business. Listen, when we started the business, I've said this before, we didn't have beans and toast. You had beans or toast. You couldn't afford both. So those were theoretically the toughest times. But hands down, one of the hardest days I've ever had was in 2020 when we had to retrench, or another term, layoff, over 60 employees. These are these are families. Um, we've got Africa. Africa is a special place. So much is built around families, um, and these people don't have very much. So. When you've got to sit in front of 60 odd people and tell them today's the day that your job with us ends, mm. because if I don't do that, then everybody's job is going to end. So we, we had to cut back. We, we, we took hard actions to ensure survival in the long run. Um, that, would, that was hard. Mm. I can imagine. I mean, walking through you, you know, tough. every single employee by name. It's incredible. And I mean, a business of this size, I can only imagine must have been one of the most difficult things to... I know a lot of a lot of these guys that you see are the younger guys. I've known them since they were two, three years old. Mm. The first man who ever worked for me, Mike Fartley. Mike still works for me. Both of his sons work for me. His eldest son is 36 years old and one of my top artists. Incredible, incredible gift. How do you tell those sort of people, no, I don't have a job for you? Mm. You know? Um, so we did what we had to do as many businessmen around the world and businesswomen around the world did. We all did what we had to do. Yeah. But it didn't make it easy. Um, yeah, that, that was, it was a tough one. And then the recovery, no one knew, no one could have taught me, given me a heads up, what the recovery period would be like, mm. how long it would take, when does recovery end and you're back to a norm. Um, we're still not normal. Well, that's the thing. I mean, are we ever going to get normal? That's, that's... We, we can set targets. I mean, we've, 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 we've got very well-defined goals. It's good to have goals. Um, but... I, 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 there's no education that could have taught me how to how to prepare for this period and the recovery of it has it's been tough um, uh, we've had some incredibly incredibly kind uh, understanding folks clients who've been supportive and without the hunters that have been so loyal and so supportive we wouldn't be here Dylan, I'll tell you that outright. So on the subject of gratitude, 
I can only be thankful that every single one of them put their trust in us, even when we are still delayed with getting their trophies back. This coming from a company that was used to delivering work in that strict eight to 10 months, and we hit the target and we kept on hitting the target, which is why the businesses grow. So to be in a position where we were not able to hit those targets because we had to train up new staff, mm. our supply chains, getting materials. Um, how many taxidermists internationally have contacted us and said, please, can, you, can, can we buy mannequins from you? Can you supply us with mannequins? This is sending mannequins back to America because they can't get mannequins like they did then. Yeah. So they're also feeling it. Everyone is. But I think with, with the world speeding up again, we are starting to notice that there's that, that impatience to move forward coming back. I like ambition. I like the drive. Mm. But every industry has their own struggle. Doug, you, you touched on you know, clients. And in this industry, I've, I've always said that it's a very special relationship you build and, and we use the word clients, but they become friends. 100%. And, I mean, we were chatting earlier. You mentioned that you're probably about 98% foreign. How important were those past relationships with the clients for you? Because, let's face the facts, they're not yet. They don't understand. I mean, our COVID struggles were completely different to the Northern Hemisphere struggles. 100%. And how important was those relationships that you had to let's call it lean on at that time for them to understand because that's all they needed to do was just really understand that there might be, no one knows how to recover from this thing. Again, I'm still leaning on them. It's yeah. not, we're not done. We're not through the tunnel by any means. Um, the taxidermy industry falls approximately a year behind the hunting industry. Hmm. So if the downturn was 2020, we still had work in the pipeline but we had no new revenue coming into the business because there were no hunters. 2021, the outfitters suddenly had clients coming back in. And it's a gray area because the clients coming in, they had the clients that were booked for 2021, but then they had the clients from 2020 and they postponed their hunts to 2021 in hope that the world would return. And the longer we stayed under lock and key, the more we wanted to get out and hunt. Yeah. We wanted to go. Everyone did. And so 2021 was a fantastic year mm. for the art for this. We saw the climb. But the taxidermy industry was nowhere near out the woods because we were still waiting to get that work into process. Keeping in mind, we, we, we run a 50% deposit to start the work. Mm. That money gets used to do the work. Mm. There's no growth from that. There's no room for error, nothing. It was a tight year. 2021 was hard. And we still had to think of employing new staff, yet we didn't have the finances with which to employ those staff. So our recovery year was actually 2022. And what a recovery. Because you had this bumper year in 21, we had a lot of clients coming in 22. And we sat and said, right, we've got to catch up now. 
Mm. So the two C's in business that I was taught, capability and capacity. We've always had the capability, but our capacity was threatened for the first time in our industry. So we had to re-employ, and, and I've had guys say, well, why didn't you get those 60 guys that you retrenched? Give them their jobs back. Mm. Because they'd gone and made another plan. Because if they didn't, they would have starved. Fact. Fact. So now what we do is we start looking for new staff, but the mentality of people has now also changed. There's a, an, a sense of entitlement and an expectation. And it's not just in Africa. It's not South African bound. Internationally, people don't want to work mm -hmm. because governments hand out the freebies and what happens? The expectation comes up. Yeah. It's a generational thing. It's a generational it? thing. Yeah. So we had to source and find the right staff. Now, we don't need labor. We need artists. I can find you 50 people tomorrow that want to work. <laughs> Perfectly said. But they can't draw a stick man. And I'm not going to let a staff member loose on a valuable memory of an even more valuable client. Mm. So of the three aspects in our business, or in any business, price, product, and service, we've never played the price card. We don't play the price card because I want to give an incredible product, amazing service, and that is the value in the price. So we're not outpriced. We're just showing the value by great quality, great service. But that means we've got to have the staff. So we spent 2022 training up. We've employed a lot of new people. And only now, through 2023, are we seeing the rewards of that training with those individuals. The work is beautiful. You've seen it. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it's, I've, from the, the lecture of the zebras, the, the new buffalo mannequin is mm. spectacular. That eland is groundbreaking. There's, I'm proud to put that work on our hunter's walls. Even if it comes with an apology that we're late, we won't be late forever based upon what we're working towards and the plan that's in place, and it's an active daily plan. We should be on track to an eight to 10 month turnaround by the month of November, 2023. Even, even with all the developments you've gone through, you still think that you guys will be able to stick in that yes, time frame? Absolutely. It's, I mean, that's impressive, Doug. I mean, that's, you know, I always said it's, it's, it's something in the industry to, to just be a part of the game, but yeah. to change it completely, it takes very special attention to detail because like you said, you, it's people's relationship. It's hard-earned money that you're handling. And um, it's such a unique way of, of, of going about it by still wanting to offer the best possible service. I mean, I, I can only imagine how stressful these past couple of years must have been for you. That's been, it's been stressful. It's wild. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. But so, Doug, I, I just wanted to touch on the price point side of things. And I, I know it's not something you like, but once again, I don't think too many people out of South Africa actually understand the the hardship that we go through. I mean, when pulling in here, you know, you, you said you've been a little bit late, but pulling in here, I see this massive generator. Mm -hmm. Load shedding is a real deal. And 
the fact that you guys have been able to incorporate that into the business without like very subtly when you know that that's that's that increases the cost of every single animal that sits here in these showrooms or and it's an important thing that people need to understand is that that's one of the struggles that we go through is everyday it, it, it is a, it is a struggle or is it just a change that we need to adapt to if you can view it as a change that you simply need to adapt to the word trouble and hardships and all the rest it, it's quite a heavy weight to bear mm. so one of the things we do in the business that very few people understand is that we try and have as green a footprint as we can. Every hunter out there knows, you know what, go into social media and they're just bashing hunters left, right and center. Yeah. Okay. What they don't know about this business perhaps is we don't use municipal water. Nothing. We catch all the water off the roof. We channel it into massive tanks. We pump it through the business where we can recycle it using chemistry. We bring it back into process. So when it rains, our tanks fill and we maintain our gutters and we look after our roofs. On top of the roof of this building are solar panels. Mm. So a lot of people don't know we've invested in solar so that we have a lower footprint and I want the staff to keep working because if we don't have and if we don't have lights how do we keep people employed hmm. if we can't employ them how do they feed their families done and all of those things do come at a price hmm. but the funniest thing is we haven't hiked our prices to accommodate this that's the point, dear. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, you commented on the kudu earlier, mm. and we both. I mean, any 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 East Cape boy loves a kudu. Any yeah. hunter loves a kudu, right? Um, our kudu has only gone up by I think it's it's either eighty or one hundred and ten. Eighty or one hundred and ten dollars in the last twelve years. That's the escalation. Yeah. Do yourself a favor, go and look at how much a, a two liter Coke cost you 10 years ago and look at it today. Go and look at what a case of beer cost 10 years ago, look at it today. Look at a, a, a pickup, a Toyota Bucky. What did a Toyota pickup cost 10 years ago and what do they cost today? All of those companies have radically pumped their prices up to accommodate changes. We've pushed the price of kudus up by a hundred bucks in 10 years. Wow. I mean, if you compare the buffalo above your head, and I love that buffalo, it's a gnarly old bull. If you compare apples with apples, because there's always going to be a cheaper taxidermist, yeah. a more expensive one. There's always going to be a cheaper outfit, a more expensive one. That's just the way life is. If you compare apples with apples, our buffalo costs $1,300 to do a shoulder mount. An equivalent mount in the United States today is going to cost you approximately $2,400. Mm. Plus, 
When you do that, you still have to pay the dip and pack. So that's another 350. So let's say 24 plus 350, 2750. And then the guy's gonna jump up and down and say, yeah, but the shipping, the shipping. The shipping still has to be paid for. So let's take a portion of that and say the dip and pack shipping is gonna cost you 500 bucks. Take that off the shipping of a mounted animal, which is a thousand bucks. You're at 500 bucks. But our buffalo is only $1,300. The equivalent is two seven. It's a $1,400 difference. And they're it's not mad. necessarily quicker than what you guys are going to be mounting. They're not quicker it's, than it's, us at all. It's not quicker. Even with our delays, we are still on par with the international market and primarily the US market. That being said and done, one of our strengths has always been we have voluminous labor and, and very talented labor, mm. great artists. These individuals in this company are paid better than any other business in the industry in South Africa because I treat them as artists. These are, they are incredibly gifted. Mm. Yet we don't bump our prices to accommodate that. Mm. So we've never played the price card. We keep our prices constant. We make sure that we work efficiently and it's worked for us. 100%, I mean, geez, just, you know, that's, that's one thing I've always admired about your company and I've always, you, I say, I say this often in the industry, you, you kind of want to link yourself with people with the same sort of ethics, morals, or values Absolutely. within the industry. Because I think that's probably one of the most important things. I mean, I'm sure you know, I know plenty of guys that are just taking chances out there, trying to make a quick back around every corner. Absolutely. But there's something so rewarding about walking through these doors and every single person is smiling, laughing, mm. having a good time because you kind of get the feel that what they are doing at that specific time is not only a passion, but they are absolutely enjoying every single minute. They're of proud doing. of it and yeah. they, they love it. And I think, I think that's also one of the most important things that people need to understand is that by having work done here in South Africa, not only is it creating wonderful jobs, but it's also giving people a new opportunity because they might have not had a pre-COVID, now all of a sudden, it's like a candle that's again. We picked up a couple of young guys. Um, we try and employ, when, when we bring in batches, we don't bring in a batch of two or three people, we bring in batches of 10 mm. when we employ. And we try and employ ladies, elderly folk, younger guys, younger girls, and try and get a good, good mix. We've got a lot of young guys coming up that didn't know anything about taxidermy and the art in taxidermy. And over the last six to eight months, they've been, they're just flourishing, absolutely flourishing. So it's, it's nice to see new genes coming, new, new energy, new, I mean, these guys, have got, they've got talent. It's our job to nurture that and create that opportunity for them. Um, again, I think 2020 has brought out the gratitude and I'm very grateful that we're seeing this, this new level of energy coming in. Um, it, it, it's remarkable. Dylan, it, it's, been, it's been a heck of a ride. I can imagine. And the last three years, 
in, in my life story, my book, the last three years have been a very, very unusual chapter because it's, it's had high drama, high action, blood, sweat, and tears, the whole nine yards. Um, I, I appreciate, I always appreciate chatting to yourself and PH journals and your audience because I think you have a very sincere segment of the entire hunting market. And one of the big things for me is, is, is to express the gratitude and just be human hmm. about the fact that we've also gone through supply chain issues. We've gone through staffing issues. The build-up has been tough. The banking world is not what it used to be. Um, I mean, yeah. a country gets grey-listed and ungrey-listed and this-listed and this politician's talking to that politician. Mm. It creates dynamics in business that we weren't prepared for. But at the heart of it, we love hunting. Mm. And it's amazing to see positive energy back in the hunting industry. The Eastern Cape has had rain, so the felt looks, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. You know, we, we're seeing good quality trophies. Um, so more than ever, the hunting industry is alive with opportunity. The taxidermy industry is alive with opportunity. But would we have been here if we hadn't had the hardships of 2020? Well, can, I was going to play devil's advocate over here, and I thought, well, let me, let me try and ask you from a different perspective. There, there's been a lot of changes in the past couple of months that I've seen, as far as, like we mentioned, mannequins. I mean, right now, we spoke about it earlier, Travis got a full mountain yala going up. Why, why do all the changes when, like you said, you're a little bit behind as far as delivering on service? It's an awakening. It's the only word I can, can spurt out right now. When you get into the same rhythm in any business for too long, it, it becomes a motion. Mm. And I think up until 2020, there was a period where we were in the motions. We'd had some tremendous Successes done some incredible trophy rooms, beautiful work, seen some amazing, amazing trophies from clients from all over the place. 2020 comes along and it forced us to evaluate what is important. And I go back to it again. There are three aspects that we can focus on in business. Price, product, service. You can't have all three, so you've got to choose. So we choose product and service because I want to create beautiful work with a great service and that will justify the value to the client. The price, we're still not crazy out there. That's, mm -hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to get expensive. We're not. I told you, we haven't changed our prices and I'm not going to. But we are committed to producing beautiful work. And I think 2020 reminded us to always stay hungry. Mm. So we are pushing ourselves to create better mannequins. But with a better mannequin, the artist is capable of doing better work. On the old mannequins, we were pressurizing 
these individuals to create beautiful work. And, and it was hard. I'll give you an example on an eland. Mm. A lot of people don't know the intricacies of mounting an eland. It's not easy. It's tough. We used to take approximately 16 to 18 hours, hands-on hours, to mount an eland. This is after tanning and after everything. Because we'd have to manipulate the mannequin to such a degree to get the fit of that skin. Because we don't cut the skin to fit the mannequin. We cut the mannequin to fit the skin. So we sculpt this new mannequin. I say we. It's not we. Travis sculpted this new mannequin. And it was a, a drawn-out process and cost a, a ton. But he assured me it would be the best. And there were days I looked and I thought, Trav, what are we doing here, boy? And he said, we got this. It's fine. <laughs> we can now do an eland in a day. Because the mannequin has the anatomy in place. The dewlap falls naturally. Mm. The earbuds are in place. The eye sock. Everything is meticulously worked out that we can produce an incredibly high level of work in a more efficient time. So while I'm spending time with the guys developing new mannequins, developing new methodologies, the outcome is higher quality of work, better efficiency, better value for money. Mm. Client wins, I'm happy. Doug, that, that's an incredible way of looking at things. And I mean, I can only imagine the, the conflict you must have had. For instance, exactly what you're saying about the mannequin now. Pat came and hunted that lecture with me in 2021. And I, I think it's just luck of the draw that he's came out now. But for you to, for that client, I'm sure Pat's a different case because I'm sure he hasn't been as impatient. I don't know. I could be wrong. I told Pat I wanted to mount it on the new mannequin. <laughs> but this is, this, is, this is the most incredible thing. How, how difficult has it been? Or like we mentioned earlier, is it just past relationships that have really just got you through these experimental Absolutely. times, but difficult times? Absolutely. And I mean, it's got to be probably one of the most important from, I think in the industry, from an all-round aspect, Outfitting, PHing, taxidermy, and maybe even shipping and stuff. We haven't touched on that yet, but relationships are probably the most important. Trust. trust. It's trust. trust there. I think that's it. Mm. The relate if the relationship is good, it means it has an underlying factor of trust. If the trust is in place, yeah, then we win. I mean, yeah. it's it's absolutely. So, I mean, I'll never forget. I came here. It was must have been last year where one of your staff hit a bush bike. <laughs> With the, I think it was the quantum they did with. No, no, that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and you threw this thing in, and you've you full mounted now, completely different to anything else I've ever seen yeah. before. And likewise, what you're doing with the Inyala, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. But it, it's at some point you had to say, I'm going to take this risk, mm. and these people are going to follow me along and trust me in it, or they're not, or they're not. And has it been easy? Has it been well accepted? Or are you still fighting battles? Every day is the fight. It's interesting. Because they're just impatient. They want no, to see their... It, it's reality. I mean, we love the animals we hunt. Mm. We're hunters. Mm. We love it. And I've been on the receiving end. I understand what it's like to wait for taxidermy. 
I've gone through the note. I've hunted in the US and had taxidermy done over there by incredibly, incredibly talented taxidermists and shipped it back to myself to experience this. So life is, has picked up momentum again. But the reality from where we sit is we're a year behind the outfit. It takes time for us to build the momentum in art because it's not labor. It's art. We're creating beautiful things that house the memories that you will nurture as a hunter and as a client. You will nurture those uh, those 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 memories mm. through the trophy. So they are the ultimate prop for a wonderful story. Mm. And I cannot afford not to give them the respect they deserve. It's that easy. So, by and large, most of our clients have been incredibly patient and very understanding. Those that have been less patient and less understanding, I actually appreciate and I understand where they're from and where they're at as well. And I'm sorry. We're working hard at it. What is different in this company, I can only say this because I'm in it. I cannot speak for other companies. But in this company, I stand at the helm. I'm right at the front. And I know that every day we come in here and we give it our best. And we're going to get quicker. And I appreciate the patience. And I can only ask that the folks that are out there that are waiting, bear with me. This is a journey. It's a tunnel we're in at the moment. We're going to come out the end of that tunnel and it's going to be beautiful coastlines and a wonderful journey ahead. But we've got to get there first. Yeah. You know, um, but by and large, most folks are incredibly patient, very understanding. Um, I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful. That's something that's absolutely incredible. I want to, there's, there's two things I just want to touch on quickly before we have to go. But the first one, I mean, you can answer this very simply. Has this war in Russia and Ukraine, has it had any sort of effect on the on the shipping side of things? Absolutely. Um, shipping is a shipping is a difficult one. Mm. Let me give you some good shipping news. Well, everyone's going to give you the bad news. Let me give you some good news. Do you know that the rates this month 2023, where we are now, are the same as the rates at this time of the year in 2016. Yeah, that's a surprise. She's looking. You said, 100%. So we follow the rates every month to a point that splitting image taxidermy is actually going to be, you know, when you get a financial mail, there's always the you know, the the stock exchange and the Dow is this and Apple is this and it's the apps yeah, and, yeah. and it's on every mail underneath. It makes it look official. I don't read it because I don't, I don't always understand it. We're actually going to be putting in and publishing the monthly rates in the shipping industry going forward. Ocean freight and airliners. Which carriers are charging what and what the what the current rate is on a monthly basis. We've got the information. We follow the rates very carefully. So at the moment, if you go back to 2016, it's almost 10 years back, eh? mm -hmm. 
That's seven years ago. It's the same rates as we got at the moment. Yet everyone is under the perception that the rates are so bad, the rates are so bad. Don't do taxidermy, it's too expensive. There are some good rates coming out. We had a case recently where the research showed that it was cheaper to fly your trophies back by air freight because the demurrage and the storage of the container and the vessels available. Because remember, all the vessels that used to travel kind of the European route, those guys are now avoiding that because they don't want to get involved with the mess that's up near Russia. So all of that commodity is now shipping which way? Other way around. Other way around. So there's more commodity going this way and fewer vessels available. So what's happened is the cost of ocean freight has come up. Okay. The air freight just jumped on and said, we'll take it. And they're shipping. It's a volumes game. Hmm. Freight forwarders that have a lot of volume are able to negotiate lower rates. Makes sense. Makes sense? Yeah. So splitting image taxidermy has, we've got good relationships with a number of shippers. In the past, we had one primary shipper that used to handle a lot of our work. We've got three shippers now. Mm. So if we put it out and say, guys, here's a client, bid on the offer. Bid on the, uh, make an offer on the, on the work. Mm. Tender give, on it. Tender on it. Give the client the opportunity at the win. And you know what the scariest thing is? They all come back pretty much the same. <laughs> it's a because the rates are actually set by the airline organizations and the ocean freight organizations. So there's a set rate. Your average margin that a freight forwarder makes is between 60 US cents per volumetric kilogram and about a dollar 80 per volumetric kilogram. That's the margin. That's it. It's not much. It's not much. It's a mass. It's a, a scale game for them. So shipping on the whole has been affected by that whole Russian episode up there. Mm. But we are starting to see some positives from air freight. Yeah. And that's both for taxidermy and for dividend pay, which is wonderful. Especially locally. I mean, more people are going to want to do it locally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen that. Yeah. With, I mean, the, with the quality, <laughs> they're looking at it and going, these guys know what they're doing. Exactly. And I appreciate that because, that, you know, we work hard at it. And now they're looking at the fact that we can get their trophies back to the U.S. at the same principal rates as 2016. Yeah. It's like back to the future. It's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> then and now. But, uh, but that, I, I think that whole shipping thing is, it, it's come up more and more frequently in my, in my questions, my Q&A that I do on my social media feed. And I think I would love to sit down and have a full episode on that one. I think that's um, a fantastic idea. But before we go, and I had it down here in my notes, is that, wow, why are we doing this? But I think I kind of want to change it after what I've experienced today, and especially seeing you, how passionate you still are. Doug, what's, what's keeping you going? You know what? It's actually these kind of conversations, the then and the now. Because if I look at where we were, and how we've, we've made advances and we're making it and we, we're keeping people employed. We've got so many success stories within the success story. And if you look back 
to what it was then. Beans or toast. That started 23, 24 years ago with six staff members. And what it is today. The investment the company has put into developing the infrastructure, from the solar to the water to staff accommodation that we've helped guys buy their own homes. But we've stood surety for long-serving staff and said, we'll stand surety for you because we believe in you, because you believe in the company. And if anyone ever questions the good that hunting does, my doors are open. Come and look. Because there are very, very few people who could deny how much opportunity has been put on these people's plates. And they've taken it and they've made the most of it. And the team here have created a wonderful, wonderful company. We don't always get it right. We don't. And I'm the first one to stand up and take the punch in the chip. But we will always do what is right. And we will always, always stick up for this industry. I mean, it's it's amazing. The whole, the whole saying, it's not how many times you get hit down, it's how many times you keep standing up. And it's just incredible to see that even, like I'm sure the past couple of years must have been every now and then felt like a punch in the gut, but to keep getting up, I mean, <laughs> yes, you've got to stay motivated. And I, you know, I did this podcast probably about two weeks ago on, you know, whether professional hunting still. So I didn't want to end on a grim note or anything like that, but truly, what is something that you can inspire a younger generation coming into the industry? Well, what, what are some inspiring words you would like to leave out there for? You can't do that to me. <laughs> hey, that's a low blow. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm still a kid inside. And I love what I do every day. I mean, you, you saw my fat yeah. earlier. And the youngster who did that for me, Chris, he's got a, a scientific method of preparing that skull. And it is, it's, it's the most perfect skull I've ever seen. And I mean, next to it, I've got my own scully that <laughs> the scully's team gave, and that's world class. And I did that hunt with my daughter, and it's her first hunt. Yes. And I live for those moments, and I know that my clients live for similar moments. Doesn't matter what you do, do it with passion. Give it your best. You're going to make mistakes. I've made thousands and I'm still going to make more. But every single time I'll stand up and I'll own it and I'll do what's right. Period. That's all there is to it. Do it with passion. Don't stop doing it. If you believe in it, just be honest with it. Just give it your go. I don't know. I, I'm, I've been I've been one of the lucky ones. I've been involved in an industry that I'm passionate about my whole life. So it is a privilege. Um, we all needed to have a, a reality check, and I think 2020 provided that in copious amounts. Um, but at the end of the day, look ahead, not by. Um, 
We've got a lot to look forward to. We've got a huge amount to be grateful for. Um, and we're getting there one yeah. day at a time. Dave, I, I can't thank you enough. Firstly, taking time out of your extremely busy schedule, but secondly, just the honesty, it really, um, and the love and the passion you have for this industry, it really goes a long way. And it's, it filters through and it really does. It makes, it's, it's life changing. And it's very inspiring to come here and see all the wonderful work splitting images getting up to. We've got, we've got an incredible team. Um, and to anyone listening, our doors are open. Yeah. Reach out to me. You know, um, our details are, are probably posted somewhere around this podcast. Um, reach out to us. Ask the question. Mm. Because there's so much... There's so much negativity and backbiting that you find on social media quite often it becomes overwhelming and you don't know what to listen to. Mm. I'll give you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I'll give it to you straight. Um, nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you again. This has been awesome. Um, Always is a pleasure. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Fantastic.